JD Talker Sports, it is Friday, March 23rd, 2018. Had Puma on last night. Yesterday, I'm not, again, I, I did what the sports guys do, I said last night. I'm doing a quite early podcast this morning, 5.36. Peanut has some stomach issues, and that's all I'll say about that. But I thought I was sleeping through the night. I thought she had to go middle of the night. No, it was only 11.45. Then JD was up for quite a number of hours, and then he was having a crazy dream where he was trying to get to a doctor's appointment but couldn't get there. And I don't know, this girl was driving around for hours. It turned out to be, wouldn't go away, and just going on and on. And I was in a limo and running across the street and... I don't know what the fuck I was doing. And then Peanut, again, had to be fed. I have an early client, so I figured, why not do a podcast this morning? And the only positive about being up at 11.45 in the morning, at night last night, was I caught the end of Kentucky's loss to freaking Kansas State. Kansas State was 0-9 previously against Kentucky. Gets their first win. Their, what was it, their first Elite Eight since 2010. And Kentucky got a good look on the last play of the game, but could not win it. And that was his first. Calipari had never lost in a Sweet 16 game at Kentucky. That's a lot of freshmen. I was kind of shocked. I didn't think he had stayed at a shot. And they pull out the win. And they are going to play freaking Loyola of Chicago, who Marcus Towns, Marcus Towns of FDU, I remember him when he was on the NCAA tournament team, and I forgot about that, that he had transferred to Loyola of, of Chicago, had 18 points, including, including a dagger at the end to beat Nevada and Eric Musselman and his cute little daughter used to interview him, I guess, so that's over. And Loyola and Sister Jean are moving on to play against Kansas State, an 11-9 playing in the freaking, for a shot at the Final Four, plus Florida, Florida State, who I saw play Louisville in the ACC second-round game and not look that good. I mean, they were a big team. Well, freaking Florida State, Leonard Hamilton plays at least 10 players. What did he do last night? Last night, what was the stat that I saw? They had 12 different players score last night. Was that what I... Yeah, wait a minute. Let me see. I, I I had the I had the stat here. Oh, Michigan! Oof, I'll get into that in a, in a second. Michigan kicked Texas A&M's ass. Yeah, I, I didn't sleep much last night. I was up writing away. Yeah, Florida State. Oh, oh, and Kansas State was picked to finish eighth in the Big 12. Well, Florida State, third elite eight appearance, first since 1993. Third straight game defeated a higher-seeded team. Four days earlier, they upset Xavier with uh, 18-4 rallying the final minutes. Gonzaga came in on a 16-game winning streak, also made f- there was in their fourth consecutive Sweet 16, runner-up last year to UNC in the championship game. Seminoles have 10 players who average at least 10 minutes a game. They have nine players who average at least six points a game. 11, yeah, 11 Florida State players scored in Thursday night's game. 11. And only one Terrence Mann scored in double figures with 18 points. How about that? 11 freaking players scored last night. Listen, when you start getting on a roll like this, and they are going to play the winner, oh, they're going to play Michigan. So Michigan 
Also, Loyola, three wins by a total of four points. Michigan, now talk about, you know, talk about a day to have a great game against against UNC. North Carolina, Texas A&M was down 99-70, lost 99-72. This is a team that beat North Carolina by 21 just four days earlier. And yeah, they made the Aggies look more like the 20, I agree, the 27th seed than the 7th seed. I read that in the post. So Michigan's going to play Florida State. Michigan opened a 29-point lead at one point in the first half, 52-23 with 2.8 left before halftime. Michigan gets the lead eight for the third time in the last six years, first time since 2014. They've won now 12 consecutive games, longest winning streak since won 16 games in the 2012-2013 season. But John Beeland, the coach of Michigan, said an interesting thing. He said, "Best bad games happen. He said this before the game. I know we want to look for reasons why they just happened. Ask, ask North Carolina. They had a bad game. Texas A&M had a great game. There isn't a reason sometimes. The 19-year-old kid, stuff happens. Shit happens. Yeah. Crazy, right? I mean... And I'll tell you, it was cool to watch the end of the games. I'm happy for Florida State. I really am. I'll tell you. You know, that's why sometimes a tournament team looks terrible in a tournament. They come in and bam, they play really well. Also, now, we were talking to Puma last night. Terrell Pryor is in his third team in three years with the Browns two years ago. Last year, what, 20 catches, 240, and a touchdown ankle injury. Basically put him injured reserve in November. I didn't get any contract details. He had that big year in 2016 with... 77 catches, 1,007 yards, six, four touchdowns. Hey, listen, he's going to get – Robbie Anderson's going to get suspended. They're, gonna, they're not going to have him. They're going to have a new one. Well, how's he going to come back? you got Jermaine Kersey. you got got Darius Stewart, who didn't do a lot to impress me last year, and Chad Hansen, who they has a big upside. I think it's a good pickup. I don't think they're paying him a ton of money. And also, uh, Alan Hearns is coming in for a visit today, so maybe they'll sign him too. That'd be kind of good, right? I'd be happy about that. Yeah, I'd be ecstatic about that. Oh, and, you know, JPP with the trade, now the Jets get, I'm sorry, the Giants have four selections among the top 69 in next month's draft. The Giants will save $2.5 million in cap space this year, but that figure balloons to $37 million combined in the 2019-2020 seasons. Well, they got Beckham now, Collins, and listen, it opened up some money. And I was reading somewhere that Kawhi Leonard, now now Danny Green said they had a team meeting where they went off on Kawhi Leonard about not coming back because it was quadricep. And now I read in an article saying about, you know, this is a time for the Knicks to jump and put a deal together because he has one year left on his deal, maybe put Neil Aquina. And they think that if the Knicks get Kawhi Leonard, that that'll bring more free agents to it. I know Lithuanian Laser would love to have Kawhi Leonard. Who wouldn't? I don't. I think that is a dream, 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 and not a dream that's going to happen. And uh, Rafael Montero had a complete tail, tear, tear of his was uh, yeah, complete tear of the owner, the UCL ligament in his pitching elbow. He's probably gonna, he's going to need freaking Tommy John surgery. Well, he, is, he didn't have a good spring anyway. Nine ERA, seven appearances, allowing batters to hit 316. Not going to do that much. And, you know, he, I've always heard he has a lot of talent, but he hasn't produced, and it doesn't matter anyway. So, looks like, and Zach really didn't pitch well, so they said Seth Lugo could go. 
could pitch 75, 80 pitches a game. We'll see how that works out. You got Familia, you got AJ Ramos, Blevins, Anthony Swarzak, all under all of them guaranteeing contracts under uh, for this year. Seth Lugo, uh, Robert Gesellman, Paul Sewold, and Jacob Rami, who came over from the Curtis Granderson trade, are all likely to make the bull bullpen. The only other relief candidate left in camp is Hansel Robles, who owns a 9.26 ERA this spring. Ouch! It's not good. I like this from the UMBC Twitter page. Definition of a Cinderella, someone or something such as a sports team that is not expected to do well, but that it succeeds or wins in a very exciting way. And uh, he said, can't seem to find anything about it needing to happen multiple times, though. <laughs> oh, that was funny. And Puma wants to do a water bet next week where we're doing the, we're going to pick uh, Mets record and Yankees records. We'll see how that works out. Yeah, and I read a cool thing. I was talking to Boom about that yesterday. I think the Bears, with Mark uh, Helfrich as offensive coordinator from Oregon, is really going to open up the passing game with his spread offense. He'll bring pieces of it. And, you know, it's all about play calling, being the creativity. Andy Reid, Doug Peterson in Philly. I think the Bears found it with Trubisky. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good one. And they love Trey Burden. You know, uh, Ryan Pace, the GM, was impressed with how specific Nagy was for every skill position. He said Burden became the target as the move tight end to pair with supersized Adam Sheehan. And Allen Robinson was a big, smart route runner who could shield defenders. Tyler Gabriel was a game breaker. Each could be used, you know, to attack uh, the defense in a different in a different way. I, listen, I think they would be pretty goddamn good. And guys are excited to play with Trubisky. Yeah, I think... It's going to be pretty, pretty good. And that's what they, you know what, that's what they said all the teams are doing now. That's the thing now. It's to uh, move up in the draft to get a, get that quarterback and also overpay for the guys around the quarterback. That's, what, that's just how everybody's doing it these days. But you want to get the guys around that are going to help. You know that they said, you know, Albert Breer asked, was it, you know, so... As Brian Pace was so 2017 was about finding the quarterback for the Bears and 2018 was about building the infrastructure around him he goes yeah the hardest piece of the whole thing is to find the quarterback I agree let's see what they can do and each of those six first round quarterbacks drafted the past two years were landed as part of a team trading up the five we were starting going to 2018 have head coaches who were hired with extensive backgrounds working with quarterbacks as assistants and you got Houston Kansas City Chicago all with sophomore quarterbacks I think it's going to be good for them. And, and, and you know, and look at, the, look at the Patriots just restocking. They lost Hamandola. They lost Allen Branch. They lost Malcolm Butler, Deion Lewis. They bring in Jeremy Hill, who was beaten out by uh, Mixon in Cincinnati. Danny Shelton, who really didn't get the quarterback, but was a run stuffer. Corderell Patterson, who I know that Belichick will find ways to use him. And Adrian Claiborne, who had the monster game against the Cowboys last year. But you were three first-round picks and an ex-second rounder. They'll fill in. They'll get the job done. They will. They will get the job done. And it will happen, and it will happen quickly. Yeah, you know what? I don't think that's a bad thing to say that the, the whatchamacallit, could Brady play another three years? Yeah, I wanted to get, you know, Puma, 
Puma is like I told you, he's Rain Man with all the stuff. But next week, I want to get deeper into some other stuff with him. He's adorable. He's just adorable. You know, he had a blast. I had a blast having him over. It was good. Good times. Also, interesting. This year in NFL, there are 31 new coordinators, 18 on offense, 13 on defense, to go along with seven new head coaches. And that's... And Dan Hartman, a former NFL scout who now runs the Scouting Academy, that's the most coordinator turnover since he started tracking coach, uh, coaching movement five years ago. And they said all scouting departments operate differently, but some transition from best player available into rounds one and two to player who best fits the scheme in rounds three through seven. Some are looking for specific scheme fits even sooner. I guess we'll see how that works out. And I read this cool article about, was it Scott Cacciola from New York Times? About J.J. Reddick. Listen to this. You want to talk about a guy who freaking... Off-season, he trained six days a week, but reserves his most meticulous workout for Sunday. That day, he forced himself to make 342 shots. No more, no less. He settled on the number years ago based on a series of shots from different spots on the court, and he has never wavered. Every Sunday throughout the summer, 342. That's pretty weird. You know, T.J. McConnell, reserve uh, guard with the Sixers, said, I didn't know that. I don't think anybody knew that. Pretty right. And once... uh, Brown, the the Sixers coach, uh, concludes the workout. Reddick completes the same shooting routine that he's done for the past nine seasons. 35 spot-up jumpers from different locations along the three-point line. Lithuanian Lazer would love this. 28 three-pointers off the dribble, four catch-and-shoot three-pointers from each wing, and 10 free throws. And Reddick only counts makes, not attempts. So Lithuanian Lazer, I think that's something you should think about. You only can count makes, not shots. Well, actually, I think he does. Well, he does. He said when it gets warm out, he takes 100 free throws, free throws every night. I don't know if he's still doing that, but uh, I thought that was pretty cool. He also eats the same granola bar before the game. He said right now it tastes like cardboard. And he eats pretty much the same meal. I think it's chicken with a baked potato and something else. Yeah, he eats the same meal every freaking time. And Nancy Lieberman, you know, I told you she's going to be coaching in the first female co- uh, coach in the NBA's Development League and the second female assistant in the NBA with the Kings will take over team power. She'll take over Clyde Drexler, who was uh, the previous coach who was named the league's commissioner. But I thought what she said was interesting. She goes, there's not a day, there's not been one day in my life that I've hated this game. It's like the greatest love story. A poor kid from New York, no father, no food, no heat, no electricity, one parent away from food stamps. And it's 2018, and I'm still relevant because this game has challenged me and loved me and given me more than I could ever give the game. I thought that was pretty freaking cool. Damn right. You know what? That's freaking cool. That's a that's a woman who knows where she came from as a person. You know, we all should appreciate some, certain things. You, listen, you know what? I, I, I'm working my ass off, as most people are. I feel like everybody's we're working a lot harder than we used to be. But I'll tell you, I appreciate now working on that movie. Well, you know what? I did appreciate it back then. All the money, all the hours I put in training to get to that point and, and work. I still remember that day when uh, Izzy and I were in, in uh, Times Square where Andre had the camera strapped to him. You know, you, you, it's that shot where the, we had him walking through Times Square and we, I don't know, 20 hour day and we were just like, we could do this forever. And that's what you want to, I'm not comparing, to, you know, I guess I want to get back there. I want to get back to doing the thing. So I will keep working. 
and I will sit down and write a fucking script and I will get another film because I need to get do another one. I do. And they talked about the Alliance of American Football also going to have to compete with Don Yee, the football agent who represents Tom Brady, who you know, who's also going to do start a development league, which will focus on players who want to skip college. We'll see. We'll see how all those work out. You know, so the 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 and I said the Alliance of American Football. The games will include CBS, which show a few games on its main channel and some on its cable network. Also, launch a smartphone app on which players will be able to stream fantasy and play stream games and play fantasy football. They're going to do two and a half hour games, no kickoffs or extra points, only two point plays, and a thirty second play clock as opposed to the NFL's forty five second clock. No television timeouts, which will lead to about sixty percent fewer commercials. I guess we'll see how that works out. And they, you know, the NCAA tournament the, the first take did a thing about uh, our upsets bad for why are upsets ever bad for basketball. I think so. People aren't going to watch as much. Yeah, I think I like the games. I like teams. I like a little, little over Chicago. I like Florida that's peaking at the right time. Listen, if the top seeds fucking lose, it's their fucking fault. Listen, they didn't come in prepared, or they came in and they were burnt out from playing so hard to get to the top seed. With these other teams, you know, peaked at the right time. It's all about peaking at the right, and it's one and done. That's the way it has to be. I like it this way. Uh, Cinderella's are good. So the average seed of the first week survivors is 5.5, well above the tournament's historical average of 4.5, but still in a three-way tie for the second highest ever, along with 90 and 99. 86, listen to this, the 86 edition, the double-digit seeded teams, you had number 10, Texas, Louisiana State, number 11, Ball State, number 12, and DePaul, number 12, and Cleveland State, number 14, all found themselves in the final 16. But also, this year, set a record. What, what, that they have, you have two nines and an 11 now in the final eight, which has never happened before. And Nevada coming into the game, with, they were up 12 last night against Loyola, which means you should win those games. Going into the, the Sweet 16, led four of a possible, 85 minutes played. And Cuse played, won, won three games in five days. Not bad. And Texas A&M. No, no journey from November to March has been more adventurous than Texas A&M. They stand alone in NCAA annals by starting 0-5 in league play and then reaching the round of 16. And then you should put that they got their fucking asses kicked in the round of 16, right? Asses kicked. Oh, and, you know, uh, Tom Benson, the owner of the Saints, you know, his daughter and her children sued him in 2015. He issued a statement stating that their allegations regarding my mental health are completely meritless and allegations against my wife are equally unfounded. And he was uh, insisted he would not forsake his ownership duties even though he was in his late 80s. He said, there's a small sign that sits on my desk and simply states, tough times never last, but tough people do. Make no mistake, I will be back in the office tomorrow morning working hard as I do every day. Damn fucking, that's when you go like, fuck you. I am not taking shit from anybody. And Ed Charles died last Thursday at 84. He was third baseman, reserve third baseman on the Mets. So he said the Dodgers are playing an exhibition and Charles and several friends peered through openings in the fence, he recalled. And carrying Jackie's torch, the players integrated baseball and America by Steve Jacobs in 2007. 
He said he was a kid then. After the game, the Dodgers prepared to leave for the railroad station. So now we're walking down the platform, looking in the windows, trying to see where Jackie was seated. Finally, we come to the right, co- right coach, and there is Jackie playing cards. We waved, and you know, he waved back to us. Then the train starts pulling out, and we start slowly walking with it, just waving over Jackie. The train picked up speed. We kept running and waving until the train got out of sight. He goes, things like that, you know, I can recall so vividly because they were very special moments in my life and the life of the country. It was like the Messiah had come. I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Now, also I read a thing about Gary Burden, who designed album covers. Back This was back in LPs for, memorable for Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, The Doors. He did a cover for The Doors where they were at the Morrison Hotel and numerous other rock stars. He died March 7th when he was 84. They said uh, LP was also always uh, Gary Burden's favorite because it felt the best to hold in your hand and was the easiest to roll, roll a joint on. <laughs> I love that. Easiest and uh, best to roll a joint on. Yeah, you have a lot of space, right? Draft in 36 days. 36 days. Can't believe that shit. We'll see how that works out. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I wonder if the Giants will trade the pick. Puma brought up that he feels that the Cardinals will trade up to six. I guess we'll see what happens. I think there's going to be a lot of trades. Also, I like there's a couple of proposals they have for the for the upcoming season. The Niners, Cardinals, and Chargers are proposing that West Coast teams have no more than three 10 a.m. body clock games on their schedule. I don't mind that. And Washington is sponsoring a proposal subjecting personal fouls to replay review. The Chargers are proposing that roughing the passer and defenseless player penalties are subject to replay review. Hey, I think they should get this shit right. And I like the Giants penalty, Jets penalty, Jets one, which I've talked about, proposed a maximum 50-yard penalty for defensive pass interference instead of the current spot foul rule. Yeah, I, I think I, it's ridiculous that hand fighting 40 yards downfield can result in a hand in a field tilting penalty. But all four of these initiatives require 24 of 32 teams to vote yes. I like all these. You know, I think West Coast team got a point. I think uh, personal fouls should be everything. I think everything should be. Hey, they look at fl- flagrant fouls. Also, roughing the passer. Some of these are you know aren't as as obvious as other ones. Oh, and, and also, how about this? So, Giants players drafted between 2008 and 2013. There's only one of those left. Not anymore. JPP's gone. So that it's interesting that that's happened and that Jerry Reese has not gotten a job since. Now they, you know, somebody brought up, they checked some teams during those years, the 2008 to 2013 draft picks, who were on the, the rosters this past year. Well, New England has nine, Pittsburgh eight, Philly eight, Atlanta eight, Rams seven, Minnesota five, New Orleans, five. Jacksonville, not surprised. Zero. That's an average of 6.25 a team. Giants had one. Also, you know, Jacksonville brought in uh, Malik Jackson, A.J. Bouwe, Paul Puzlesny, uh, Kalias, Kalias Campbell. <coughs> so, yeah. Giants, hey. Gettleman's going to change things. Big time. And the Cowboys have seven players remaining. And they're probably going to lose one of them. But 
So a lot you got to keep these guys. You got to keep these draft picks. But I think they're going to do a better job. You know they're talking about how Solder's not going to be a big difference. Well, listen. In the Patriots' final 16 games this year, 13 regular season, three playoff games, Solder played 1,114 snaps. He allowed one snap, one 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 sack. In the Super Bowl, 70, 70, 70, 75 snaps against you know Philly's preeminent defensive line. Three quarterback pressures, zero sacks, and zero hits. Yeah, but listen, did a great job. It's a lot of money to pay for him, but hey, I don't think you get too many guys. You need a guy that can protect the quarterback. You do. You need a guy that can really protect the quarterback. Yeah, you know, also the the catch rule that's going to make things kind of hard. But they got to get this right, you know. You know, they, it's hard enough on the freaking refs. But I feel like that ca- what happened last year, they can't keep happening. They got to get their shit together. And the, you know, Albert said he really loved what the Bills did. Said uh, they were able to shed sixty million dollar figure of two thousand eighteen and got the sixty fifth pick of the draft. Then they said AJ McCarron gets five million base. With incentives, and they saved eleven million dollars and got an early third rounder for their troubles. That's not bad, right? Not bad at all. We'll see how that all works out. Only time will tell, right? What else? Yeah, the Cinderella. I want to talk about that. Oh, and Yankees are going to go with. They're not going to go by. Uh, Special catchers for the pitchers. They they want they want uh, Sanchez catching as much as possible, and he's caught everybody. We'll see how that works out. I like that. I th- I think Sanchez is the man. Sanchez is gonna c- carry the thing. Oh yeah. Okay. So right. First, the lead able to be the first time in history with at least three seeds seated nine or worse. And noted that Saturday's clash between Kansas State and Loyola Chicago were the first time in NCAA tournament history that, that a nine faces an 11. It's good. I like that. <coughs> I like that. I think that's great. More the merrier. Bring them all. Welcome to the party. Kemba Walker scored 46 points, made 10 three-pointers. Most love-sided win ever. They beat the Grizzlies 140-79 Thursday night. Ninth 40-point game of his career. The uh, Hornets overcame the uh, absence of Dwight Howard. So Kemba Walker, 13 of 18 overall, 10 of 14 on threes, 10 for 10 on free throws in 28 minutes. Charlotte's victory is the first 60-point or greater win for any NBA team since 98, only six in NBA history. Walker had 17 in the first, 18 in the second, 11 in the third, before he was placed with 148 left in the third. So imagine how much he would have scored. Jesus. And Phil Mushnick was going off on how... Gino Arama is a bully, and that he didn't pull it. One of his starters paid 29 to 40 minutes against St. Francis. And you know that they could have taken a little bit easier. This is, this is college basketball, dude. I don't know what, what. so you put take guys off. This is the NCAA tournament. Why do you have to take it easy during the NCAA tournament? I feel like you go in there, and that's what you're playing. Listen, you show the teams who's the freaking best team in the country. <coughs> and UConn is the best goddamn pe- team in the country. And they're proving it every goddamn time. I don't have a problem with him at all. I don't either. I said go for it. 
We'll see what happens. We shall see. Terrell Pryor, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, Michigan. Michigan kicking ass. <coughs> Taking names. This I like. How about this from Phil Mushnick? A class action lawsuit has been filed against the Jets. The Jets, by now selling per-game tickets to sit among those previously forced to buy PSLs, have made those PSLs purchased for $1,000 beyond the cost of per-game tickets virtually worthless. The purchasers, the most financially devoted Jet fans, became baited and switched suckers. Hasn't, the suit as yet doesn't include uh, Roger Goodell as a defendant. Yeah, but given his bogus public com- com- come on claim that PSLs are good investments, Phil Mushnick, I totally fucking agree. It's ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. And Yankees will work out Wednesday at Rogers Center, a day ahead of opening day. Nothing's planned for Tuesday. They'll fly in that day. And Monday night, they play Atlanta. I don't know why they have to play Atlanta on Monday night in a useless game. I'm sorry. I think they should just get ready for the goddamn season. And, you know, Boone in the World Series on bus. Here's here's the po- political answer. Obviously, that's a goal, but that is, that is far that is far out there. Thinking about that is getting ahead of yourself. We know they're, you know, the Sox are a really good team. We can match up with anybody. I know it's a grind in the AL East. If you don't play your A game, you're going to get beat. Really? Really? Oh, wow. That's that's amazing stuff. Thank you so much. Oh, and oh, and this is great. Jacoby Ellsbury did three plate appearances instead of two yesterday. You know, oh, great. He drew a first inning walk and went ahead and listened to at-bats during an early part of a 2-1 Yankees win over the Twins at Hammond Stadium on Thursday. My body feels in really good shape, explosive and fast. I couldn't ask for more from a body standpoint. It feels good. He won't play against the Red Sox on Friday and will return for the home game Saturday against the Blue Jays. Yeah, oh, great. Took three at-bats. Just great. I mean, I think good things are coming for the good things coming for the Yankees you know it's it's great stuff it's really good I mean you know I'm sleeping better now knowing all this stuff fan freaking tastic yeah a comedian died a Canadian I like what he said speaking of mental illness there's only two kinds of comedians undiagnosed and diagnosed Yeah, and the first Asian, Larry Kwong, was the first, played one shift in the NHL for the Rangers against Montreal on March 13th, 1948. The first Asian hockey player. You know, uh, and this was only was a sixth league team. He said uh, he was reluctant to blame discrimination for his inability to stick with the team, but he said in a 2000 interview with the CBC, you wonder, who knows? Yeah, you don't think so? He ended up playing a long time, and they said he was, uh, you know, Five foot six center, known as the China Clipper for his speed, played in Quebec and Europe after that season. He was remembered as an NHL pioneer, a Chinese Canadian born in British Columbia. He was the league's first player of Asian descent. Kind of sucks, right? Like never got a shot. But a lot of guys didn't get a shot. He said, "When I had a chance to become a Ranger, I was really excited." He told the New York Times in 2013. That's what I wanted to be since I was a young boy. I wanted to play in the NHL. And UConn signed Hurley, man. Six-year deal. Despite a more lucrative offer from Pitt. But I thought, I think after, I guess he saw more potential there. Manziel throws a pro day. He was also at the game last night. 
Miguel Cabrera, with a, oh, 192 million, admitted that he doesn't know more most teammates' names. He's like Puma. I say, hey, bro. So that's what Puma would say. Hey, bro. What's up, bro? Listen to this. The 13 most accurate passers of the last 60 years of college football all finished their careers from 2017 to 2017. Two, Oklahoma's Baker Mayfield and Washington State's Luke Falk on the 2018 draft. And uh, Gentleman says, can, we, can he do what we ask him to? He said, the game is different. I truly don't believe you will ever see the college game at the, on the NFL level. You will see pieces of it. He says, well, because, you know, you got the shotgun-based, no-huddle-spread offense, which has created a surplus of quarterbacks who are quick to scramble or throw a high-percentage chuck-down pass. I hear what they're saying. Giants spent 18, 80 million to solidify the offensive line. And think about the teams that, that go deep in the playoffs, that go to the Super Bowl. The common thread is those quarterbacks can make plays in the pocket. Hey, he answered the. He, hey, I like that uh, Gettleman's doing that stuff. I think it's great. They're saying the U.S. World Cup bit in danger because Trump could be jeopardizing everything. I know Trump's doing everything wrong. Well, he, he, what, he he's going to have his third. National Security Advisor coming in. That's pretty good. Alvarez calls uh, Triple G a little bitch in fiery workout video. Okay. You were the one who tested positive, though, didn't you? I know. Oh, I know. It was, it was meat. It was contaminated meat. I know that always happens to me, too. And uh, Maurice Hurst, the first-round defensive tackle, potential, cleared to play football again after being diagnosed with a heart condition. Thank God. Good thing that that's nothing that's going to affect his career. I love the Frank Gore's going back to Miami after being at the U. See how that works out. Steph to play in low top kicks, especially why is he after having ankle issues this season? I guess it's not affecting his uh and uh <laughs> and uh Giannis's brother, the Greek freak, declares for the draft one year after playing a date and I saw his stats. I wasn't that impressed. You know, I think they're drafting on potential. Average five point five points, three rebounds in fifteen minutes per game. Now he also left it open that he can go back to school if he doesn't get positive feedback from teams. I think he should is not ranked among the top fifty prospects this year. Well, yeah, I think it's time to say no. Just say no. Just say uh, don't do it. Yeah, the Kansas State, the other Wildcats beat the other Wildcats. Beat the Wildcats. Phoenix also looking for a new head coach. Interim coach Jay Triano is, will be considered for full time, but you know they'll get somebody else. And there was a demonstration about a police shooting outside Sacramento, and they they actually prevented the start of the game last night between the Kings and the Hawks by like 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, this Clark was killed. The kid Clark was shot multiple times by a police officer in his grandmother's backyard. Officers believe Clark was a possession of fire at the time of the shooting. They didn't recover a weapon at the scene. Multiple times. Are we shocked about this? No. No. Crazy shit keeps happening, right? Yeah, I like I like Hurley. I think he'll be good. Alan Hearns coming in today for the Jets. We like that. And Phil Mitchell, like, very funny. How many senior graduate transfers 
return, you know, actually continue their pursuit of their master's degree or they just want season rentals. Could be. I don't know. But that's a good point. Jacoby Ellsbury, he's just he's fantastic. A huge fan of him. Worth every freaking penny. Every penny. I just looked at the clock and I have to get going because I got to go freaking. I had to go train. I'm going to have to put this up a little later. All right. Let's get to the trivia questions for today. For my trivia questions. Trivia questions. Today's trivia questions. Okay. Well, last night's was yesterday's. Four NBA players with 500 or more three-pointers, 18,000-plus points, and 65,000-plus assists. LeBron, John Stockton, Gary Payton, and Tony Park. Today's trivia question. Now, uh, Puma should get this one. Most TDs in a single NFL season all-time. Most TD receptions in a single NFL season all-time. Most TD receptions by a... TD receptions in a single NFL season all-time. Folks, Puma had a great time yesterday. Peanut, thank you for getting me up. I would have never done the podcast today. I must get going. I have to go train. So, everybody have a nice day. Peace out. I'm going to come home and pass out. I am freaking tired. Turd. I'm turd. And we got more uh, games tonight. We'll have we'll have the final eight. Elite eight will be set up after today's games. And I did not look at them to- let me see. Let me see. Who's playing today? Who's playing today? <clears throat> well, I'm doing this. Let me go back and look. Sorry to cut off. Isaac, I'm sorry for cutting you off like that. I mean, I love you to death. So today is Clemson, Kansas, West Virginia, Villanova, and then Syracuse, Duke. I, they're saying Syracuse. I'd love Syracuse to get the Duke. And Texas Tech, Purdue. That's going to be interesting. So you got Texas Tech. And no, no high really. Well, Syracuse wins. That'd be a huge upset. But yeah, I, they say Duke's playing an all-time level. I'm going. I'd love Clemson in an upset. Would that be, okay? I'd love. Cle, I'm, I'm rooting for Clemson today. I don't think. I think Clemson's got a shot today against Kansas. But then again, they played great last game. Could be the same thing like Texas A&M. West Virginia, I think's got a shot against Villanova. Duke's gonna kill Syracuse, and I think Texas Tech has a big shot. The Purdue center, they uh, Purdue had. Uh, some engineering students had developed a brace for his elbow, but it was not approved, so he's not going to be able to play. Good games today, but I digress. Back to Isaac. And that's all I got. I'd like to see some upsets today, but I, you know what? I think Villanova's got a deep team, and I did pick them to go to the final and lose to Arizona, which is home for a long time now. Nick's playing tonight. Nets playing tonight. Knicks, you know, it's amazing that they only have nine games left in the season. So they got to lose four more to hit 50 losses. And, well, they have to win five more games to do better than last season. And Nets just got to keep winning because I want them to catch the Knicks this season. I just do. I kind of want the Nets to have more wins than the Knicks. It'd make me happy. Baseball, a week from freaking yesterday. We got Major League Baseball. It's like Christmas morning for Puma. Lithuanian Laser, I miss you. Rock, thanks for listening. And all the rest of the people out there, have a great day. Peace out. Talk to you soon.